0: This is Beyond This Earth. Let's get to the results of the mid-cycle election for November 8th, 2022. So, this mid-cycle election is to determine... The next Congress and the midterm election is also to determine the new senators and congressmen in both the House and the Senate. There are a hundred seats for the senators with 50 Republicans and 50 Democrats. With Miss Harris breaking the tie, Miss Omaha breaking the tie, excuse me. there were 35 seats open dems need only 51 to take over i mean republicans only needed 51 to win the house i mean win the senate excuse me the democrats needed 50 needed plus 11 to end the filibuster so far as of this recording which is wednesday It is still at 6.10 p.m., 48 to 48, with four states still being open. The Democrats gained one seat. We'll get to that in a moment. In the House, all 435 seats are available. The Republicans only needed to get 218 to win the House. As of right now, the Republicans will get 221 seats. The Dems will get 214 seats. In the governorships, there were 36 states going up for elections. The Democrats won 21 seats, which are a gain of two seats, the Republicans got 24, a loss of two seats, with three states, as far as we know of this recording, are available. Let's get to the results, I'm going to start with Nevada, with 78 of the precincts reporting. For the Senate, the Republican last out for Senate will win the election 49% to Mazel's 47.2%. In the governor's race, Lombardo has won the race 50.6% to Cecil Zach's 48% Moving on. Wisconsin Senate. The Democrat Johnson with 50.5% of the vote. That's 1.33 million people. With 99% of the precincts reporting, will win the Senate House. Over the Republican Barnes, which only had 1.3 million, 1.30 million people for 49.5 percent In the governor's race Evers will win with 40 51.2 percent 1.355 million from Republican Michael's with million people voted for her. I believe him, I believe, excuse me. Georgia, with only, as I know right now, 98% remain. Each race must reach 50% threshold. If it doesn't make it, there will be a recount. I will start with the governor's race. Kemp wins fifty-three point four percent with two billion, two million over Stacey Abrams forty-five point eight with a one point eight nine million one there on her end. Second Chance still lost to Kemp, but this race. Has reached the point where no one has gotten 50%, and I doubt anyone will. Warnock is in the lead with 1.94 million, 49.4 million, 40%, excuse me. Walker is 48, that's Herschel Walker, 48.5%, with 1.90 million people voting in Georgia's state election, absolutely wild, and still too close to call. Florida is a red state, officially and fully. With 4 million even, Rubio defeats Dennings by 57.7%. To Denning's 41.3% with 99% of the precincts reporting. And DeSantis defeats Chris by nearly 60%. 4 million from Chris's 40%. 40%. Absolutely dominating performance by both races. And everybody thought it was going to be close Nah, nowhere close nowhere near close New Hampshire with 90% of the precinct reporting. This is the Senate race. I believe Hassan has will be called the winner Over D. Bolden from 30 uh, 53% to 42 44% This is the Senate race, excuse me In Ohio 53 3% Vance With 90% of the preseason reporting, He is heading to The Senate he defeats Ryan with forty six point seven percent impressive race by J.D. Vance, you know him as the guy who wrote I think he's the guy that wrote L.A.G. I believe I think I think he is um, North Carolina Bud will head to the Senate Fifty point seven percent, compared to Beasley with only seven point one percent. These are the ten races here that just are seem to be important. Now, Arizona, sixty-six precincts reporting, Maricopa County in Sh- utter motherfucking shambles. Right now, Kelly, that's Mark Kelly, is leading by 51%. Barnes is still down 46.4%. It is much closer for Governor. Hobbs is 50.3%. Lake is only behind by a short amount. It is only 66% reporting. We're going to be here for a while. We will update this later Michigan Whitmer wins her race 54% to 44.3% with 80% of the precincts reporting and Now we go to Pennsylvania Pennsylvania declared the winner by CBS, AP, and NBC. John Fetterman has won 50.4% with 94% of the precincts reporting. He defeated Membid Oz who got 47.2% And in the Pennsylvania race for governor, there's a new governor. It is Josh Shapiro. 55.8% with 2.9 million in the popular vote. He defeats Doug Mastriano with 42.4%. 94% of the precincts also reporting in that race. I will get to some of the other interesting races concerning with The Senate in just, um, uh, with the Congress in just a moment. I want to talk about the exit polls. Some of them are really, really freaking fascinating to me. Most of these dealing with abortion. In California, Proposition 1, abortion dealing with reproductive freedom. It will pass. It only has 42% of the precincts reporting, but it will pass. 50, 65% of uh percent has passed it. In Kentucky, Amendment 2 dealing with Kentucky's right to ban abortion. The answer was no. 57.24% with 90% of the precincts reporting that died out. In Louisiana, amendment 7 dealing with slavery concerning with jail. The answer was given a no, 60% with ninety 99% of the precincts reporting. That will not pass. In Michigan, proposal 3, Reproductive freedom. The answer was yes, 56.4%, with 89% of the precinct's reporting. Montana had a very confusing and very weirdly worded law, but it basically says LR my degree one abortion and health care. Basically saying that if a baby survives. Does medic, does a medic, um, uh, um, if it survives an abortion or survives a, a severe pregnancy, will there be health care given to that particular child because they worded with the last part with abortion? The answer was no, 52.4% with 82% of the precincts reporting. And in, in Vermont, proposal five, abortion rights. Yes, 77.2% with ninety-nine of percent of the precincts reporting. Those are some of those races for Senate and for Senate and the governorship that were of note in the election. There were some very interesting races as well, and we'll get through them right as we speak here. Here are some of the races that are for the Congress. I mean, here, let's go to Florida's 27th. Salazar will win the race with 57.3% over Annette Tortito. At 42.7%. There's some others here that were real interesting. Michigan going to John James. That was going to be good day. New Hampshire, Gray Pappas will win his race. And New Hampshire 2, it will be Ann Custer. Thomas Keene. You recognize the name. Thomas Keene Jr. Um, I believe he is the son of the former governor. He will go into a Congress, 57% in the New Jersey 7 race. Here is an interesting upset right now, if I'm looking it correctly. There are three interesting races here. I just want y'all to listen very carefully here. There's some interesting races in New York. Real interesting. I'm gonna go through all of them here, cause they're wild. Nicholas Lakota, with ninety percent of ninety-nine percent of the precincts reporting, will beat Bridget Fleming. George Santos will beat Robert Zimmerman in New York Three, New York Eleven, and will be Nicole McCotykes, who will win with sixty percent of the vote. Here's the really, really wild one here. Sean Patrick Mahoney is the House Leadership Committee Chair of the Democrat Party. He is in fucked up mode right now against Michael Lawler. 56 50. to 40 50.6% of 49%, 90% are in. No one has called this race. There may be a runoff here. Another one, which is extremely close. Colin Smith is giving it his all. The vote is, oh my God, am I seeing this? 753 votes. Separate these two. Oh my God. God almighty. Hey, this is too close to call. Wow, it's only five, six, 750 something votes. We can't call winner, and it was just updated two hours ago when 90% of the precinct's reporting. It's leaning down, but it's gonna come, it could go into a runoff. Mark Molinato wins his race 51% to Josh Raleigh 48%. And in New York too, oh my, it's a toss-up. And they're calling it a toss-up here because Brandon Williams is leading this race um, 50.7% to 49.2%. North Carolina will be Don Davis versus Sandy Smith and Willie Nickel. Will win her will win that race with 53% Ohio one Landsman will win his rates and in Ohio nine Marcy Kapoor will win her race Ohio 13 I, Mr.. Sykes will win this, this Oregon Oregon you know where in Oregon is this is wild Really 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 wild and it's close. It's so close. You can bite the dead. They're calling it a toss up. But Lori Chavez, de mere Republican is leading a good amount with only 75% of the precincts in, in Oregon five. So expect that one to may turn Republican. Now, Pennsylvania had three races and they were all important and the Democrats all won each of them with each of them 99 to 96, 96 to 99 precincts reporting. Susan Wild will go into the Senate, uh, will go into the Congress beating Lisa Sheller in a very tough race between both. It was kind of close in the end, but Susan Wild pulled away. Pennsylvania 8, Cartwright will defeat Jim Bognette. In his race, and Pennsylvania 17 Delugia will defeat Shafier in that race. Um, Rhode Island 2 Manganzer will win her race. Will win his race 50% to 47% over Alan Fung. Monica de la Cruz will win her race in Texas 15 over Michelle Vallejo, Texas 28. It will be cooler who defeat Garcia. Virginia two, big, big win. Jen Killian wins that race. But however, Virginia seven. Virginia seven is 51% for Abigail Spangberger over Yasiel Vega In Washington 8, it's leaning Democrat Larkin is losing against Shella, Wisconsin Dree Derrick Van Orden will win his race against Benedict Platt. I'm gonna try and look and see New Jersey again if they had another race here because I know that we're having other races here this is the battleground districts here. Now, let's go to the governorships here. And there were many of them that were governorships here. I'm just continuing the the other ones that weren't that didn't make it through, we didn't get to talk about because we're concentrating on the 10 others. Um again again, 5 hours, uh, Katie Ivory will win Alabama. Arizona governor's race will not be declared, but it looks like Don Levy will win that race. Arkansas. Congratulations to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Her father is Mike Huckabee. She is going to be the newest governor of Arkansas. And she won it by 63%. You fall back on your feet, Mrs. Sanders. Good for you. Governor's race, Newsom had that one. Polis won in Colorado. Connecticut, Lamont won. Governor's race, we already did for Florida. And also for Mr. Kemp in Georgia. Hawaii, Governor's race, Judge Green will win that one. Brad Little wins in Idaho. Pritzker will hold on in the Illinois race. Governor's race, Kim Reynolds will win that. Kansas governor race, leaning Democrat, too close to call, 90% in. We don't have a winner yet in Kansas. No winner. Maine will go Democrat here for the governor. So will Maryland. So will Massachusetts. So will Michigan. So will Minnesota. Pillman will win that one. Nevada race, leaning um, Republican, and it looks like Lombardo won that one. I just stated that one, but they're saying it's a toss-up. I'm saying he won. Nunu won that one. In New Hampshire, New Mexico will go to the governor's race, will go to the Democrats. So will, and this was un. This should have not have been as close as it was. was. It should have never been as close. It could have been a turnover. If Zellman had a little bit more votes, it could have been a tournament, but Holker will hold on and become the official governor of the state. DeWine will go in as governor of Ohio, and Oklahoma will be Kevin Steele. Oregon's race. Ooh. 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 Only with 70% in, in-, in-, in- and <laughs> it's going to be close. And again, we said Shapiro won his race. Um, McK- McKee will win Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas. Abbott wins. And he won Uvalde. Of all places, Beto O'Rourke spent $80 million against Abbott the first time they faced off and lost. He faced off again with $60 million this time. And still lost. They thought this guy was going to become the dude. He's not the dude. I will tell you who is the dude in a minute. Continuing on, Phil Scott will win Vermont. Wisconsin goes to Tony Evers, the Democrat. Wyoming, Mark Gordon. And there were a couple of others as well that were in that particular race here. So they were showing these exit polls. They were showing all these exit polls here. And more house battleground districts here. I want to look at PA. Think we're, um, we're gonna focus a little bit on PA because there was a race in PA that I thought was gonna go the other way. So we're gonna look at the Senate results here and other House results. Okay, because the other House results there, Brian Fitzpatrick will go back. Drive Emmons will also go back. He got ninety-five percent of the vote there. He's in Pennsylvania 3, the redistributed Pennsylvania 3, which now includes Philadelphia. Dean won her race, Scallion won hers, Chrissy Hooligan won hers, Wild won hers, Crockwright won hers. Then in Pennsylvania 9, it will be Mouser, Perry, and Smucker won. Pennsylvania 9, 10, and 11, the Republicans won. Pennsylvania 12 goes to Summerlee joyce here glenn thompson and mike kelly won pennsylvania 13 14 15 and 16 pennsylvania 17 goes to chris delugio now i think i want to see new jersey next because they had somehow seats that were open there was a couple of them that were interesting here yeah here's the one new jersey three this is i think this is camden this one should have been much closer. It's only 60%, and there could be more votes that will be counted. But Andy Kim looks like he is going to win that race. And Donald Norcross also win that race over Claire Constantinson. Didn't have much of a chance. Uh, New Jersey 2 will go and New Jersey 4 will go to the Republicans here. Others have also won, but mostly the Democrats has won uh, uh, at Thomas King jr. Also won So there wasn't an additional one that won for the race for that particular race there since all of them was though in that particular um Situation there Oh What to make of this? Red wave should have been running it's more like a a, a, a night. it should have been, it should have been a red tsunami. But it, it looks like they they the activated breaching. You know, we call that fortification. And you know, a lot of people in the dissident right know what I mean by fortification. Yeah, they fortified the beachheads. You know, if you lived in New Jersey or in uh, South Carolina, when they fortified the beachheads to make sure that the tidal waves from hurricanes don't hurt the beach and the, and the sand and all the rest of it or sand erosion it, it, that's how they fortified this election this Fetterman race books can be written about it for years and years and years and years and years, and years to come my god my guy, my guy, this was a slam dunk, easy victory for anybody, even ours, to beat Mr. Fetterman. Very easy to win. How this day turned out. Oh my god. Ugly, 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 ugly. My God.
1: Ugly. I just have to say it's ugly. We don't know about
0: Arizona yet. I wish we could know about Arizona. That's going to take a week, maybe two, maybe three. Who's to say, who's to know? But I do have to say something about what has happened to Beto O'Rourke and Stacey Adams in Georgia and in Texas. If you remember, if you recall, Stacey Adams was pretty much given Queen status in the Democrat Party, go over Hollywood, become the Federation President, do all the hand dancing and the prancing, same thing with better old work, fight against the dying of the night and all the rest of that. Yet somehow and some way, twice between these two
1: they lost they
0: lost twice now with a whole lot of money behind them and stacy adams should have had a lot more backing had a lot more backing Still didn't win the race against Mr. Kemp. That's twice now. Twice. You know who could become a future superstar in the Democrat Party? Shapiro from Pennsylvania. I want to tell you three things that is going to give him a lot of credence for him to become possibly a future senator of Pennsylvania and may even reach to the point where he becomes, by the time he reaches early 60s, late 70s, Oh, it, 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 when he reaches the age of the age of 70 uh, between the ages 60 60 80 years 60 70 years old maybe earlier if they really want to push the issue they want him that he may become vice president off off shot maybe president of the United States off handed i will explain three reasons why one first reason he changed his tactics against Mastriano. Mastriano didn't want to talk to the media. I know why he do not want to talk to the media, and that's understandable. He didn't debate him, even despite the debate that Fetterman had. I'm gonna get, really get back to that. I'm really gonna get back to that. I'm really gonna get back to that, but I want to talk about Shapiro. Shapiro was able to convince the 48 attorneys general concerning with these ghost guns. And was able to convince, I think it was Obama, and able to convince certain of the and the state in his in the, each of the particular states to say that you can't have these ghost guns, bandies, that they use the law to bandies, um sites that sell the the technology to sell the Blueprints for the 3d printers to print out ghost guns And to stop the uh, distributing united today, he's the guy that pretty much led that charge Whether you did you have to understand whether you like it or not. He has that type of carte blanche Another type of car planks that he has concerning the ch- issues with the Catholic Church and the priest. He is one of those people that also nationally and, local and statewide in Pennsylvania were one of the people who did to get these laws changed in order for these particular priests to. Finally come to justice Two of the things he could have the carte blanche in The third thing that he has carte blanche in Is that He is willing to take some of the ideas from what is going on with DeSantis and others and using it into his platform, especially with the uh uh with parents having a say in the school systems and all the rest of these things, he is willing to hear it. Even if he doesn't want to fully entertain it, he's willing to hear it. I expect that not only Mr. Shapiro is going to be a rising star in the Democratic Party, especially with his successes in Pennsylvania, but there is some certain things I am worried about him, especially with a lot of the Republicans in the presidential, in the governorship, especially with the state senators of how they are going to see this guy, especially as they, he has connections with the cops. So he has three of the things there that will say, we're going to give him a chance and he will at least hear us, especially when it comes to Krasner and try to get Krasner to at least stop fucking around over in Philadelphia. He's going to at least hear their their, their, uh, arguments. Doesn't mean he will agree with them. I have a very interesting feeling that Pennsylvania is going to be a lab of some sorts with the way what the Democrats want to do with this disparaged millennial culture, Gen Z culture and others when it comes to jobs, education and other particular things of that nature. I have a feeling that him and Fetterman in the Senate going to start making the process of delinking a lot of the educational dross that has hurt chances in Pennsylvania to move forward in certain things, but we'll see whereas for Fetterman Not a lot of people saw that debate and I know it aired on News Nation and News Nation is not a lot of people Fox didn't air the debate. It was aired on the local station I mean, I, I mean, Fox did air some of the debate, excuse me, but it aired on a local station, this, then, and the other thing, and um, you know, it is what it is. I hate to say this to a lot of people, and I really hope that things will be okay with the Senator elect health wise mind you but this is dark even for pennsylvania especially after all the things that a lot of people have to use in order for him to even just talk to the interviewers captioning technologies and all the rest of it. Someone that has a stroke, especially the one that a man like Mr. Fetterman at his age nearly died. And his height and his weight Nearly die, and especially a lot of the conditions that he also has He isn't long for this world To be honest with you And what really fuck is fucked up is is that we could have a situation where Fetterman is going to pass away in office. Whether if it's six months from now, that he can't take the stress of the job because it is going to be extremely stressful, especially some of those who do have a stroke. They may live uh, six months to 10 years after the stroke, but I haven't seen someone getting about 15, 20 years, 15, 20 years after a stroke. It's happened. They live long lives. But after you get that stroke. Time starts ticking down much faster. And especially with his audio. Audio. uh, Cognitive issues. You saw the debate. Even clips of it. He's not going to get past very far. Healthy people can't even stay in Congress for long. They don't want to even stay in Congress. Healthier people with the psyches and all the rest, they're having psychological issues and all the rest of it. This guy had a stroke. that nearly killed him. Unfortunately, Many have said that he's an invalid. But it seems to me that people that are not, that can be mentally, med- medically compromised, can win elections. That should. That's kind of ghoulish, deeply ghoulish in a way, and not to be outdone. Pittsburgh did send a state senator to the state house who already passed away. Democrat, of course.
1: Oh, I thought.
0: And so, to me, it's almost like you can try your damnedest or your hardest. In certain places in this country, it doesn't even matter as long as there are D in your name. You can go anywhere in certain parts of this country. I do have one more race that that I do want to talk about here. I think they will show it to us in a moment.
1: Hold on one second
0: So the race that is going on in California Caruso will hold a very slim lead over bass The lead is this 51% of the pre 51% 44% of the precincts reporting. It's updated one minute ago. Rick Russo will have 51% against Karen Bass. A lot of Hollywood people from Kim Kardashian to Katy Perry and many others uh, are for, voting for Caruso because of the issues with crime and other things of that nature especially concerning the homeless and so Caruso which some liberals are calling right-wing a white-wing Democrat In the vein of Frank Rizzo of Philadelphia saying that they are going to clean up the crime and it will stop and it will end. And especially some of the net the Netflix dude saying the crime is getting out of control. We're gonna speak to a lot of the incongruities and inconsistencies when we're talking about the asset can listen to that, in just a moment. This special presentation of Beyond This Earth will return right after these messages. This special edition of Beyond This Earth now continues. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. This is Novel back. Second segment we're doing with the exit polls Um, I know it's going to be a little shorter today because of Everything that has happened in the election so far Um, I just want to give an update to the Races that we are going to look at here Nevada is still too close to call I now will tell you that the one concerning with um, Arizona is still around 66%. Then it rebooted. There's still like 17, 20% in Maricopa and in the other places. And so we still don't know who's going to win it will be the earliest will be on Monday by the earliest. So next week, we'll have a update on that particular election. Um, Georgia, we now know that is going to go to a runoff and repositioning and reconfiguring that campaign for the 6th of December which will decide who will ultimately become the folks that will ultimately become the senator for Georgia and if they pick up that seat or we could have another tie yet again and we won't have a way to decide who is going to become the President, I mean, excuse me, we don't know who's going to become the day. Again, it will lead into a tie, and I'm thinking that it will be the House that now will have a new Speaker of the House. Ultimately, that's what it looks like, and very possibly, we'll have a minority whip of Democrats and all the rest of it. This should have been a wipeout all the way. I'm going to talk about the exit polls. We're going to go to a Forbes article first. And then ultimately, we're going to talk about what Carl Denner just says may have been some of the reasons this this was chosen. But I'm also going to talk about what it also represents when it comes to the worldwide road event crisis and the pandemic. I'm going to explain something that is so dark that it will give you pause on where we're headed in this society as it were. Now let's go to the article from Forbes. It is the exit polls. And now they give us an, an explanation of the exit polls. There's two different exit polls done by the networks. The four major net, the three major networks plus CNN, uh, use a exit poll. Excuse me. Let me repeat myself. Called the National Election Pool (NEP). It is made up of the networks. It's an agreement between the networks of NBC, CBS, ABC, and CNN and Edison Research conduct an exit poll of early voters and voter leaving the polls on Election Day. In addition, the consortium uses telephone, email, and text surveys to reach by male and early voters. AP Votecast, which debuted in 2018, is a partnership of North AP and Fox News Channel. The partnership does not have a traditional in-person answer poll, but a state-by-state survey of registered voters from each of the states that at an opt-in online survey. This is what both ends found the nep used a four part question and found that 29% of abortion should be legal in all cases 30% in most 26% illegal in most and 10% in all cases with the ap vote cast 63% it should be legal in all most cases 36% illegal in all uh, in most cases in another question nep said That they were enthusiastic about the Dawes decision. 39% were angry. Of those that were enthusiastic, 95% voted for Republican House candidates. Those that were angry voted 85% of the Democrats. The NEP asked voters of which of the five issues mattered most to voters. Inflation was the top issue. 31 followed closely by abortion. 27. Crime and gun policy followed at 11%. 10% mentioned immigration. NEP. From the NAP side, abortion voters supported Democrats by a larger margin than inflation voters supported by the Republicans. Then the ACE survey analysis for ABC, Gary Langer points out that the NAP women were 11 points more apt than men to cite abortion as their top issue, but women did not turn out nor vote Democratic in larger than usual numbers. He notes that 44% of the 18 to 29-year-olds selected abortion as the top issue, twice as many as defo- those that picked inflation. Now, EPVotCans asked a different question about the most important issue facing the country. 47% named the economy and jobs. 9% abortion, and separately, climate change and immigration. 8% crime. 2% mentioned the pandemic. Pandemic voters voted Democrats by 65-28. to African Americans are one of the Democrats' most reliable constituencies. 86% of them in the NAP voted for Democratic candidates, 13% for Republicans. Those that were from the AP vote cast 82 and 14%. 53% of overall said that racism was a major problem in the United States, 30% a minor problem, and 15% not a problem. 73% 73% of those that were a major problem voted for Democrats, 25 for Republicans. Those that said that weren't a problem voted overwhelmingly 87% for Republicans out of that 13 small standard. Conservatives, slightly less than 4 in 10 voters in House races in the NEP. and vote cast said they were conservative and a quarter of them liberals. Moderates who slew Democratic were 40% of the votes. In 2022, 57 56% voted for Democratic candidates. In the NEP, 9% it was secure, 21% was somewhat secure, 25% were somewhat threatened, and 36% very threatened. In the economy in both polls, both the three quarters of the economy as described the economy as not so good or poor. Around 6 to 10 of those voted, voted for GOP candidates. Gary Langer of NBC reports that 47% of their own finances have gotten worse in the last two years, the most things since 1982. When it comes to first-time voters, 12% said that it was the first time for voting in the midterm. They voted 53% for Republicans and 45% for the Democrats. This is from the NEP side. Those in the LGBT community checked about this said that day it was only 7%. Of those voters on both ends of the Spectrum and in the AP vote which Fox News has When they were talking about male, female, non-binary, non-binary was At least 0.5, a little bit more than that, a little bit close to 0.5% out of those, they voted 84% for Democrats NEP. In another question, 26% in the NEP said that our society's values of gender identity and sexual orientation are changing for the better, 50% for the worse. Those that were changing for the better voted 87% for House Democratic candidates, 12% for GOP. For those that answered worse, their responses were 28%. Democrat, 78 Republican. When it comes to the Latinos, in house contests, 11% of the voters indicated they were Hispanic. In both polls, they both voted 60% for Democrats, 39% for GOP ones. In 2018, nearly seven out of 10 Hispanics vote for Democrats. Democrats also appear to have lost significant ground between Asian voters In 2018, around 80% of them supported Democrats. In this election, it was 60%. 50% of the NEP, when it comes to immigrants, said they helped the country and voted 75% for Democratic candidates. 39% said they were hurt, voted for 83% for GOP candidates. This is dealing with immigration. 51% 51% trusted the GOP to handle immigration. 45% percent, uh, preferred the Democrats. When it comes to Mr. Biden, a third of voters said that the policies for Biden were helping the country with 47% they were hurting. This is from the NEP. The approval rating was very similar to his pre-election approval rating. AP forecast was similar Thirty percent said they would like to see Joe Biden run for president in 2024, while 67 percent would not. When it comes to Kevin McCarthy, not many people know about him, but 53 percent said it was an unfavorable. The responses for Nancy Pelosi was much worse, at 60 percent. And in response, similar to most pre-election polls, voters in the NAP said that Biden was it, it, it elected it was only 61% when it comes to the military, 14% of the NEP said that they have ever served in the military and they voted 36% for democratic House candidates and 62% for Republican ones. An AP votes cast survey done by Fox news and others. It was 13%. They have served, they vote 56% for GOP candidates. So it was a little bit less those that had no college. One of the splits, that what's been talked about in this election is college versus no college. Voters with a college degree with 59% in AP vote cast, 57% in the NEP. In both polls, 55% of them voted for GOP candidates. College grads were a mirror image. In the AP vote cast, 43% of the voters with no college voted for Democratic candidates 53% for Republicans, those that were college grads voted 53% for Democratic candidates, 44 for GOP ones. Those that had an advanced degree after a bachelor's were more Democratic than any other group in the House contest. 57% of them voted for the Democrats from the NEP. In the NEP, 6% said they made up their minds in the last few days percent in the last week both groups voted for Republicans albeit more narrowly than those that have made their up their mind in the last few days voters that have made their minds very late usually split their votes this was not the case in 2016 when a larger than usual number delayed late size broke for Donald Trump 19% in 2022 made up their minds in October and 68% of them before this When it comes to married people and parents, parents with children, 21% of voters narrowly supported the GOP candidates, 51%. Those with children under 18 living at home, 28% voted 51% for Republicans and 41% for the Democrats. Both groups were overwhelmingly loyal to their priorities, despite polarity, 36% of voters in the NEP said they were Republicans, followed by 33% that were Democrats Independents of something were like 31%. Independents voted narrowly for Democratic House candidates, 49% to 47%. In guilt GOP years, independents vote substantially for GOP candidates. Vote cast had to re- for Democrats. Democrats are leaning towards the Democratic Party, 44%. Demo- Republicans are leaning to the Democratic Party Republican Party, 48%, and pure independents, eight. Independents have voted 39% for Democrats, 53% for Republicans. Voters trusted the Republican Party to handle foreign policy, crime, inflation, and immigration. They trusted the Democrats to handle abortion. When it comes to severe hardship, 20% of voters said inflation caused them to spend severe hardship. They voted for uh, Republican candidates, 71% to 28%. Those that had no hardship also voted for GOP candidates. 35% 35% to 22% those in the middle narrowly voted for GOP candidates When it comes to Trump 58% of the NEP said they had an unfavorable opinion of him 50 39% favorable 60% said reporting Trump was one reason for their vote while 28% that vote was opposed to him and 54% that he was not a factor the non factor voters split 58% for Democrats 44 Republicans 18% of were household belonged to the Gabriel Union, they overwhelmingly voted for Democrats by 57%. Despite all the hang reading to the contract, they 79% they were, they were 49% for the, and, and confident that the elections were being conducted um, accurately and fairly. When it came to women, the gender gap was 22 points in the election to 2022 with the early NEP. It was 12 points in the AP vote cast per voter surveys. Women were slightly more than yeah. half of all voters. Women voted 43 to 50, 45% for Democratic candidates. Men voted 56 to 42 for Republican ones. The marriage gap was larger in the NEP, 37 points. 60% of voters said they were currently married, NEP. They voted 58% for Republicans, 41% for Democrats. Non-married, single, widow, or divorced women voted 59% for Democrats and 39% for Republicans. When it comes to the extremes, Fifty-one percent said that the Democratic Party was too extreme. In a separate question, fifty-two percent that the De- Republican Party was. When asked, Democrats and Republican Party were too extreme. Thirty-eight percent only said the Democratic Party was. Thirty-nine percent only the GOP. Thirteen percent said both were, and they both and they voted fifty-seven percent for the Republicans, thirty-three percent for the Democrats. Voters 18 to 29 were 12% of voters in the GNAP and 13% in the AP vote cast, about the same share in the past. Voters 18 to 44 voted for Democrats, House candidates, older voters supported GOP candidates. The majority of voters were 45 and older. Gen Zers between 1997 and 2022 are 10 to 25 years old. Those that were already 18 to 24 were 7% of all voters and they voted 67% for Democratic candidates and 36 for GOP ones. Let us go to call denniger. And what he said On a recent article on the market taker dealing with the election, the aftermath. If there is one takeaway, this is Denninger, from the results of the 2022 war, which is politics, at least thus far, is this. Trump is a creepy general, and if he's not just, 2024 is doomed. Of course, anyone with a brand new this after 2020 the man was a gutless bully Which was obvious to anyone who had won of of common sense Well that 2016 but then again, neither the media nor anyone in the political boundary wanted to hear or admit it or discuss it Tony really says with the combination of a man <laughs> From top to bottom do top talk bottom, And yet still, you of the population continued to buy deep ads. They don't want there were a severe shortage of them for those that wanted them for mundane reasons, like work in their attic or replace their roof. Yet two years after that fiasco, a man who maintained that he was cheated, yet lacked the sack to arm up and go and prove it, yet claimed to be the guy who should sit in the left seat With his finger on the button of nuclear holocaust of the world, a good part of the GOP voter base, still bought his obese, germophobic P.S. Carl Denninger is not a fan of Trump. So, it's not me, this is Carl Denninger. Tuesday, November 8th, 2022 has now come and gone. We'll see if that fantasy has finally been broken. The usual recriminations are out. Kansas had an independent ticket who only got two printers in the vote. Milton Wolf is blaming said candidate for in Kansas for all the abortions and breast chopping off of females that are likely in the state over the next four years. Notice what is missing and what is present. Only approved parties have a right to run for office, and those who do run don't have the responsibility to put forward a winning platform on their own. If someone else runs and the preferred person is someone who views loses is not the losing candidates' fault they lost. Uh-huh. Here's what people don't want to face. The extremes of abortion on both sides are a political third rail. Nobody except the nut jobs in either of those camps. The GOP tried to spend the Roe v. Wade decision as a mandate to ban abortion entirely under every single circumstances and got their teeth kicked in, justifiably so. If they have left it alone as a safe Pacific issue and came strongly for that. Rather than try to press the U.S.C.C. win onto the national stage, several races, including Pennsylvania State Senate race, race, and Michigan's governor would have been walk-off victories for the Republicans. Instead, both were losses, and in that regard, the Republicans literally sucked, started a political shotgun. If you run on abortion is murder, or have credibly have that position pinned on your campaign, unfortunately, you will lose. Note that murder is a specific word. Murder is always and anywhere a criminal offense carrying long prison sentences and capital punishment. It therefore leaves no woman who can find any reason to undergo such a procedure ever and under any circumstances any possible path to vote for you, since you, by your clear statement, are threatening to throw her in prison. Would you vote voluntarily to go to prison? Whoops. Let me repeat this again. I do, I think you people don't understand. You, they need to make this clear. If they're Murder is always and everywhere a criminal offense, carrying long prison sentence or capital punishment. It therefore leaves no woman who can find any reason to undergo such a procedure ever and under any circumstances any possible path to vote for that particular Republican candidate since that particular candidate by your clear statement is threatening to throw her in prison Would you vote to voluntarily go to prison? There are plenty of people who will try to link this like an epitopic pregnancy, which is never viable and unless removed is almost certain to kill the woman. That's BS and everyone knows it. There is not one so-called trigger law that mandates that a woman die if such would happen and no such law will be constitutional. However, there's a myriad of other corner cases that remain and attempting to label all the murder is how you lose elections. The Republicans continue to refuse to face this fact and they amped this thing big time with the entirely expected results. No more than a tiny single digit of child-bearing age women will ever agree under no, there are no circumstances under which she might want to terminate a pregnancy short of her being dead. And if she doesn't and will accept being convicted of murder and thrown in prison than any of those other circumstances, like being raped. For example, or if the fetus is discovered to be hardly defective, and cannot live a reasonable life by any rational definition. Never mind back, backwrecking both her and her partner before dying horribly arise. If you're one of the people that in that position in public, no matter what the venue, but especially if you were doing it in a political car- context, you are the reason why the election turned out the way it did. You caused it, you cheered it on, you stoked the crazy, and now you get to live the curse. The really ugly part of that stupidity that we mean we have no political debate about what is arguably the fiscal issue on the table and one that threatens to blow off the federal government within the next few years, actually two years, actually 18 months. If we really wanna be fair, six months from now. Tell me America. How many candidates ran on a the platform that had its primary feature ending the medical monopolies and as a result, ending 15% of your actual disposable ink, personal income? Oh yeah, there will be side effects. One in five roughly will lose their job and of course they will be falsely opposed. But the other 80% would have basically had the Biden inflation, economic impact, removed from their personal finances, not just once, but forever. What percentage of those people would think would have voted for say candidate assuming he or she did not blow their own head off by Bringing the bullshit into it all of them You missed the red wave according to Carl Denninger There was not one candidate left all right He did so that I'm aware of not one not one Democrat Republican or Libertarian for that number who ran on something like this nor did anyone that I've seen actually run on the national legislature hard stops on ever pulling off the 2020 crap again including their own authority should they try to do it DeSantis claims that he did but he did but in fact closed things like everyone else and now, while taking credit for reopening faster, the fact is that he's not stated that he was wrong originally. Of course, there is his refusal to enforce the funds and his pet legislation, including against entirely interstate entities such as the Strides in Tampa, where there was no federal jurisdiction question. Therefore, it must be concluded that he doesn't think that he was wrong, <laughs> but he not only supports, he demonstrably abuses laws. <laughs> this is like enforcement, And further, despite hearing the capacity to prohibit blockage of pre pharmacists and physicians that has not been taken care of either. Where are the candidates, incumbent or otherwise, stating clearly that no more of that particular crap happened ever again, period? Zero incumbents who actually did slaughter people, including shoving. COVID-positive patients into nursing homes where we knew damn well that was likely to kill the residents lost their job. It certainly didn't help that the Republicans ran a caricature of Satan in several contests, including Michigan. But the fact remains that in those states where that sort of insanity happened in that specific direction and said governor was on the ballot, they were all reelected. Ditto for those who cost kids two years of education. I might remind you that they all cost the kids a full semester, basically. Never mind the squad folks who wanted to get rid of cops, and we were all witness to the entire areas of cities burned to ash in the last two years, and along with skyrocketing crime. Chris Kerr, who signed Weitz, will implement unkind a ban on cash bail, was re-elected despite Chicago's weekly shot clock, I'm standing on evidence on how bad it really is in Chicago, people are trying to spend DeSantis winning some sort of rent referendum on the free towns. It was no such thing. Chris was remained a wash job, not job, who had no reasonable chance in the first place. The bench issue with the crazies is not entirely uniquely Republican, and such. DeSantis' win is equivalent to what would happen if he ran against both the clowns.
1: <laughs> so, oh, oh, oh. Oh,
0: I'm laughing because a lot of this shit is unfortunately what we're going is true
1: It's sad Excuse me
0: I thought we would have probably waked up and found ourselves with a clear GOP majority in both the House and the Senate. And then as a result, there will be a nice market rally. Gridlaw tends to produce one with a deferment on the Trump question for another few months. I'll be with him likely announcing intent intentional run within a week or so. While the House going to be GOP, even with undecided races, the Senate is, as I penned this, undecided. Although I don't see how the GOP loses all three of the remaining decided contests, nonetheless, without at least two wins, it's still 50-50 with Kamala's tiebreaker, and shouldn't have been this close. All this happened because Trump was in the game, and the GOP's bench was both garbage and grab crap about throwing women in prison. But in the Osbourn PA, Fetterman would have been rolled three months ago. He wasn't, and the reason why he wasn't is that that literal not job, yet another celebrity cardboard cutout, was on the ballot opposing him. Further and most importantly, if you back any of sort of the GOP power structure at this point, most in particularly those who took part and spent hundreds of millions of dollars on the premise of a red tsunami, and his dead God produce a blood tingle piss, you're nuts. We, like every other nation's citizens, get the government that we deserve. Unfortunately, what we now deserve possibly includes the black flag going up. That does mean That does not mean by any certain yet. But the odds have written dramatically and by our answers and inactions, our are why it's always darkest before it goes pitch black. Every single one of those that did the whole COVID thing, concerning the schools and all the rest of it, Got re elected back. Everybody believed only six months ago that Gen Z was woke, was got out of the woke and saw what the woke has done and thought they were going to vote the Republicans in the red wave. It turns out it was not. It turns out that there was enough of a polarity of women that said they were not going to go to prison just because they got pregnant. The GOP put in a self own here instead of leaving it to the states. And once it was left to the states, guess what? Women said no mass to any other restrictions concerning abortion. There are two trains of thought when you look at these exit polls, and you look at what has happened, and you look at what is going on with Gen Z, and you look at what is going. The two trains of thought is this. First off, we're not going to lie about this. And I wish to God it wasn't the case. But, Gen Z is at a holding pattern Leaning Democrat And if you recall what I stated earlier with The study that I just talked about with teens in the media on What they want and what they like when it comes to media the exit polls show very shocking congruency To that study. And if you look at that study again, I'll post it up on the main page uh, where you can get the PDF of this study. And look at the exit polls from both Fox News and other places. You will see some congruency in the exit polls and you are in fucking trouble. They are going to give the Gen Z everything they fucking wanted and more. They now realize that they can throw the millennials away. They now know they can do it impugnately. So what is going to happen within the next several weeks? What's going to happen within the next few weeks, the next few days? You, there, you're going to see some shit you will never did. They're taking all they've been and they have told her. Basically, the people that they, they told Hollywood, look, these are our people. They want the bullshit. They want the feminization. You're going to produce more feminization. You're going to produce more zaddy shit. You're going to produce no, uh, OnlyFans bullshit. Get the OnlyFans people that did. Push OnlyFans to the moon. Push this to the moon. Push that to the moon. You in trouble, bruh. Has anybody looked at how Gen Z fall in love? Has anybody looked at it? Then begin to figure out how you're going to survive how you gonna make money with all this shit? I'm gonna tell you something, and I and you're not going to like what I'm about to tell you, huh? You're not gonna like it. Somebody said, "Old oh, they just need a fascist thing, this, that, and the other, and 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 whatnot, to get over it." You you may be right. They may be right, huh? But what if? it is on the end of communistic side has anybody thought about that if they made it like uh, 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 a light uh, a light-hearted communistic this and the other that is not connected to neoliberalism has anybody thought about that y'all motherfuckers don't understand these fuckers, when it comes to what they see in sex, what they see in all the day, they fuck. You are fucked. You fucked. You are fucked. I'm, I'm also going to tell you something real dark, real dark too, okay? A lot of the Gen Zers are in part are, are sons and daughters of single mothers. This is directly related to what they were uh, what one woman was looking at on Tinder. And she is not an attractive woman, but this is some of the things that they're doing. This will be unfortunately. And I and, 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 and people might not like what I'm what people are saying or hearing. This may be the first generation that
1: will be.
0: (sighs) This is going to be messed up. It's messed up. It's really messed up. This is going to be, we're going to, the millennial women who are going to reach 40, 45 years old, who are single and all the rest of it, you're going to see a bunch of them. You're going to see a bunch of them. You're gonna see a bunch of them going young, going to find men there are younger than them. You're going to see the first generation that this is wild. This is wild. I'm sorry to tell you how, but in this particular country that if they are straight which most of them are, they're going to go towards older women. It is going to be madness. It's going to be madness. It's going to be one of the greatest disasters we are going to see. Because it's understandable that men, mature later than women, that's understandable. And it's also somewhat understandable that a man will find a younger woman because of the way things are mature. She reached a certain amount of maturity. He reached a certain amount of maturity. Yeah, it's a little bit of an age gap. What have you find it can be that okay. But we're going to see cougarism on a level I have never we will never It has never been experienced It's already happening. It is going to be absolutely wild And I see a lot of Gen Z women getting cut out because They're even reaching to the point where there's some people that are saying that They have taken the mannerisms of How men behave sexually that if a man even Senses or acts in a way that is seen feminine the woman start reacting and saying in that particular sense she starts having palpitations of attractiveness towards that man if he does it in a female tone which is We've seen this uh, interview with Scott Graham and all the rest of them Scott Galloway And others there are saying that the left is doing the wrong thing with masculinity and all the rest of it, but again But again, he says certain things but gets the right answers but does it in the wrong way or speaks in the term that does not work or should not work. But you're going to see, especially with the, this is what they call longhouse concept. A lot of older women disappointed, disenfranchised, especially with this COVID thing. They're going to see, and they're going to head towards this fetish, like, attitude concerning with younger men and They're gonna go deep into the bullshit and it is gonna be a mess for Gen Z Real mess and it's going to be bad But one thing that is going to get the Millennials out of the mess that they're in is They they are large group they're about as large as the boomers And they are not going to take this shit lying down Especially what has happened with them who did work hard and did succeed tried to succeed in life But ended up the same way they are not going to take this shit lying down Especially as they're reaching 40. I do not be don't mince my words here There will be another brain drain towards Asia Starting this year, the brain drain started the day that Japan opened its doors. And the brain drain will continue for at least another six, another 10 or so years. You're not going to, lo- the people might put it in. And here's another thing that people don't realize. Even if there, even if Gen Z in the United States and a lot of the Western world are liberal or labor close to labor, like in the UK, in the rest of the world, there wasn't a large millennial contingent and there isn't a large, Gen Z contingent, but of those Gen Z and Millennial contingent, they are all more right wing than they are left wing, according to their politics and so and so on. So we're gonna have very screwy times trying to do EGSG, EGSG on all these particular places. And you won't see a lot of expats go going to the day and say, hey, maybe I could live here. Maybe I could do this. Maybe I can support other things the other way. We still love this country, America, and all the rest of it, but we cannot stay in a place where all these things are happening. And what makes this all sick to me is that they went through 10 months of this thing with COVID, with the pandemic and the world event crisis, they lost two years of their children's education and all the rest of the things have happened. And yet they got voted back in these offices. And it was all because of abortion. No woman is going to vote herself to go voluntarily to go to prison. No woman is going to do that. And once it becomes a state issue, it's a non-starter. Y'all better figure this shit out real fucking quick. Because this is what's happening And you're not going to like it Remember what I said about I'm disappointed with women I don't hate them And nobody should hate women And all the rest of it But, you're going to start realizing, especially for millennial and Gen Z women, especially in the West, they will go and we are going to see more men they are going to have Multiple women and have babies with these multiple women, Nick Cannon and others, and everybody else out of the market, on top of millennial women, having younger men, Gen Zers in particular, to be... Their paramours. You're going to have one of the split. One of the most split up generations ever seen. This is going to lead into non-immigration changes not changes concerning this, this, and the other, but you're going to see something in the sense of an ethnic group being built around the anxieties that American women, especially millennials and Gen Zers, have when it comes to how they feel about themselves and their bodies. I just want y'all to listen to this, I want you to listen to this idea that I am starting to begin to have and I want you to come to grips with the fact that something may be truly off with millennial and Gen Z women that We are not prepared or don't have the capability of solving this problem in the way that needs to be solved. The WWE has a women's division that doesn't have its two biggest and most talented stars in the form of Sasha Banks and Naomi Fatou. Well, her name is Trinity Fatsu. The other one is Mercedes. Bernardo, you know her as the niece of Snoop Dogg. And they have not been in the business. I mean in the in the WWE for about six months since the issue concerning with Visman Man. And now Visman Man has left because of all his dealings with. Sexual and sexual things and all the rest of it and whatnot Now Triple H has taken over He brought in a lot of the females that worked in NXT back All the rest of these things He's now setting up war games for Survivor Series He hasn't done much with damage control And a whole lot of it There was a point in the recent Raw episode. That's the recent Raw episode. In which Asuka, who has worked with the WWE for several years, went undefeated for many, many years.
1: had a moment where
0: two of the women who cannot speak English started speaking in Japanese Started speaking in Japanese. There was a moment in the whole show. I don't know the quarter hour ratings for that. I will tell you about that when I have it. Either later on in this show or next week's show. But the audience responded in quite an interesting manner. They were quite surprised and engaged in it There was no English except the final word by Ayo Shirai Ayo Sky or Ayo Shirai as we know her Or people know her in the Joshi world In the Joshi pro wrestling realm, excuse me And they were so engrossed by it the audience there There is a gigantic disconnect, and you're beginning to see aspects of that giant disconnect right in front of your faces. And if you don't realize what is going on, you're blind or you're stupid. I want you to think about real deeply of what I said and what I saw on that wrestling show. And then Come back and tell me that any of you folks think you're going to vote anything out to try and save this republic. It is going to be extremely difficult with just that one tool of the republic. Extremely difficult, if not impossible. We'll be back with more Beyond This Earth right after this. This special presentation of Beyond This Earth will return right after these messages. back to beyond this earth we're about to end the show this special election edition we have some updates concerning the election and that will be coming up in just a couple of minutes but first let's go to the news that we missed and there was a lot of news that was missed we're going to focus one of the main stories before we get to the rest of the news that you missed on two particular items both dealing in the tech industry A crypto tycoon by the name of Sam Bankman-Fried, who was once worth $16 billion earlier in the week, has saw his fortune gutted by 94% to at least $1 billion on Tuesday and marks the biggest wealth collapse ever a billionaire has ever taken in a single day per Bloomberg. On Tuesday, the 30-year-old CEO announced that his crypto exchange FTX is being sold to rival Binance in order to relieve a severe liquidity crunch. Bankman Free's 53% stake in FTX was worth about $6.2 billion, while another $7.4 billion of his fortune came from his crypto trading house, Amada Research, Bloomberg reported. With Binance's acquisition of FTX, Bloomberg's wealth index now values FTX and outlay at $1 each, Wiping the perceived worth of Bankman-Fried's biggest holdings. Let's get to the other particular aspects of what is going on. From Zero Hedge, as widely expected, FTS, which was clearly insolvent after the biggest fraud in crypto history, has filed for bankruptcy and soon did incarcerated boss Sam Bankman-Fried, aka the JP Morgan of his generation, has resigned as CAEO. SPF is now being replaced by John Ray Darderne, the lawyer who helped clean Enron as incoming CEO. Rather appropriate, I will explain in just a minute. Entities tied to FTX.com, FTXUX, and trading firm, our Media Research Incorporated, Edmonton, were part of the filings, according to a Twitter statement on Friday. Chapter 11 Bankruptcy lets a company continue operating while it works out a plan to repay creditors. Then it shows the press release below. Absolutely crazy. Continuing. FTX frozen by Bahamas regulator Liquidator appointed arrest rumor. The Bahamas Security Commission has frozen the assets of digital markets, FTX, and other related parties. And is appointed a provisional liquidator as the Bahamas security regulator seeks to place the beleaguered crypto exchange into receivership, i.e. bankruptcy, the agency said in a statement late on Thursday. The lockdown comes just after Salmon Beckman free said that he is closing an affiliated training house at the center of the FTS scandal, a mod of research, and after FTS said it may halt training in FTSUX, the remote-based platform of which has so far avoided scrutiny. An asset freeze was the prudent course of action to preserve assets and stabilize the company. The Commission is aware of public stating that clients' assets were mishandled, mismanaged, or transferred to automated research. Based on the Commission's information, any such actions would have been contrary to noble governance. Without client and potentially it warranted it warned. Meanwhile, while unconfirmed, but certainly not likely, a rumor emerged on Twitter late on Thursday that SPF has been erected on the tarmac at the Bahamas Airport. The Bahamas crackdown comes as Japan's government also ordered FTX.com local subsidiary to suspend spam operations, saying it has no structure in place to properly offer cryptocurrency exchanges to users. And while authorities finally cracked down on the biggest crypto fraud in history, who may or may not have been arrested, investors are starting to count their money or rather lack thereof. Take the Ontario's Teachers for Pension Plan, which said it has invested $95 million of Sam Beckman's freeze FTS International, and FTS ux since October of 2021. Pension plan initially invested $75 million in two FTX entities October 20, 2001, and made a follow-up investment of $20 million in January in ftx US. The firm wanted to gain small sale exposure to an emerging area of the financial technology sector, it said in a statement. Naturally, not all the investments in the early-stage asset is to perform to expectations. This same pension fund realizes that the money is gone, all gone, was quick to add that any financial loss in the investment will have limited impact on the fund. FTS investment represents less than 0.5% of the funds net assets. Then on Thursday, we also learned that the FTS link loss Genesis Trading and Institutional Crypto Market Maker was nearly double, or 175 million in locked funds in its FTX account. As a gold to transparency transparency, this week's market events, the Genesis Derivatives business currently has $175 million in look funds in our FTS trading account. This does impact our market-making activities. And speaking about gone, it's all gone. It is ordinary retail investors who pour their life savings into crypto, for whom the stunning demise of FTS.com is a worst-case scenario. I'm done and I'm digging all the retails are done. That 36-year-old FTS come on Quebec who works 19 and hasn't been able to withdraw his funds as of Thursday. I don't dig at this point. I'm gonna put any more money into this. Kakunji first started using FTS about a year ago. Investing possibly about three thousand three hundred sixty dollars in tokens such as Bitcoin and Ether. He considered the platform too big to fail. When he heard that the financial fell apart, his heart stopped palpitating. If I learned anything, it's certain that such a large stage is dead. The philosophy behind this movement was great, but the execution has been horrible. The people running these exchanges have been horrible. It's not just FDS companies who may be hurt by Bang frequent downfall. The billionaire agreed to bail out Voyager in a $1.4 billion deal in September, as part of his distress crypto buying screen, but the transaction still has not closed. Voyager declined to comment on the statement of the deal on Thursday. John Gould, a 45-year-old software developer in Birmingham, Alabama, had heard, had, had about $2,000 in his Voyager account, mostly in altcoins, which the platform froze withdrawals. When FDS first announced it would require Voyager's assets, he was optimistic that he would be able to cash out, but doesn't think it will happen now. This is like a domino effect. It definitely shaking my faith in exchanges. As Bloomberg adds, some retail traders who plan to invest in crypto say they are no longer trusting exchanges uh, moving their tokens to offline wallets. Considering that this is precisely what this website and other exchange schedules have been saying for years is the proper only protocol one can only better late than never if it only didn't take massive losses to make people realize just what is at stake. <laughs> oh, and it gets worse. Bankman Freed lent millions to customer funds, to his trading firms, stay in the stage for implosion. i research, Bank Freeman Freed's SPF funded exchange fund old FTX 10 billion after the exchange lent billions of dollars to sacrosanct customer assets the fund risky best, just as we have expected. Only even more. If FTS took six billion dollars in client funds of FT and secretly selling funds to his teenage investing visitors at Almeida, he should go to prison for a very long time. That, as the Wall Street Journal reports Satan a person familiar with the matter is what set the stage for the carnage and the chaos across the crypto space that has happened in the past few days as the reality of FGS alleged commingling of funds and massive shortfall became public thanks to Binance D due diligence and coin desk reporting. FTX extended loans to Almeida using money that customers have already deposited on the exchange for trading purposes, a decision that Bankman free in as a poor judgment call. All in all, FTX had $16 billion in customer assets, according to the person. So FTX lent more than half of its customer funds to his sister company, Almeida. FTX tweeted in the beginning of the week that the information started to leak and the bank from it celebrated the FTX, to have had the funds to cover all of its client holdings But the tweet has since been deleted As you will be exhibit A in the prosecution's case To throw the dirty old in prison The problem was that Almea had a giant growing hole In his balance sheet As many Minigogu explains On November 2nd CoinDesk published an article on Almeida Research The uh, quarter two balance sheet Against $8 billion in liabilities, I made it accounted for $14 billion of assets. The primary asset was $5.2 billion of unlocked and Colorado FTT, that's market cap at the time was approximately $3.1 billion. To be clear, I might have marked the value of their FTT bag at 193% of no market cap at a time where only 200, 300 addresses actually traded that particular token. How much of this $5.28 billion billion you think they could have realized before all FTT bids fled the order book? The rest of the answers were equally abysmal $1.1 billion of SQOL, 10% of market cap, $2 billion of other illiquid altcoins, SRM, MAPS, ATSI, and FIDA, and $2 billion of investment in equity secur- in securities. To put it in another way, he concludes Almeida uh, was running the Zelsius playbook, and we all know how that ended. More recently, I made it come become the winner of the biggest players in yield farming or investing in tokens that pay interest-like rewards. Yield farming can be risky because the tokens often have an initial run-up in price as investors piled in, seeking the rewards, and then a crash as they get out. And especially like picking up pennies before a steamroller. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> you see dollars and stable coins to get these speculative coins. Well, the fingers got caught under the roller coaster as prices across crypto space spiraled even lower, and the vicious cycle put recovery out of reach, prompting the ever-increasing need for FTS client funds to fill the void. So, given what the Wall Street Journal is now reporting, an FTF either indirect, directly invested client funds or used them as a collateral to pull up gigging holes in a MADA's mid price balance sheet, it must be illegal, right? Maybe, maybe not. As many gurus explains in the detail, Fred, well, it's not clear. In traditional markets on the U.S. jurisdiction, it's clearly illegal. Brokers must keep client funds segregated from other company assets as regulators can punish violations. In a user agreement, FTS does say that the customer account is a self-directed account, meaning all orders, transactions involving the account are executed at the request of the user. However, the same is not true for margin accounts. Absent from the TOS or user agreement, but present in the white paper, is a statement that the collateralized margin accounts are held in a centralized collateral pool. As Miniguru concludes, this is likely the whole. That means what well, all signs post a clear fault is not immediately that SDF did something illegal here, unethical, yes, but not as legal as given to the TOS. Nevertheless, while we are sure this will lead into demand for lawmakers to do something, and I mean something, they may regulate the shit out of the crypto business, Maxine Waters shared the high financial so service committee wasting no time demanding more regulation. The recent fall oh, of if the a major international trading platform is just the latest example of the string of instances regarding the grants of cryptocurrency companies and the impacts these things have on consumers and investors. Now more than ever, it is clear that major consequences when cryptocurrency entities operate without responsible oversight and protection for customers for relationship with women the Committee on Financial Services led the Queen comes summoning and investigating the cryptocurrency market things with news for At Dean for like St oh really bad remember after George Soros Bank free was the largest donor to Democrats in these recent midterms we will remind readers there are nothing special about crypto in his situation. John on years playing all darn to embezzle funds from, MIF, from MF Global. It's not just crypto. Clearly, the fiat system is broken as well. MF Global customers were ultimately made whole after years long bankruptcy process. With FTX operating in the less regulated world of crypto, it's unclear if customers will ever get their money back. But fraudsters are going to fraud, whether it is with fiat or crypto. In fact, it is a total failure of trust and once again goes to the weakness of centralized systems Which ironically only crypto can fits earlier this morning and then lefty mayor called Buds BuzzF- SPF said in the treatment, that I made a research was winding down their trading offices We're not done it's not over Now the largest largest Crypto exchange, Binance has walked away from a bailout of the world's second largest crypto exchange, FTX, Got even bigger crypto fraud, far bigger than MGOS ever was. Here is the list of the luminary investors whose money in FTX is now gone. All gone. We start at the top. A who's who of clueless momentum chasers. Who over the years somehow got confused with credible diligent investors. We're talking about Tiger Global, just down 55 percent this year. It's about to be down a whole lot more. And of course, the fund we all dropped as the bubble era short of the century. SoftBank can't beat this up. Among the January series investors, the FTs revealed the Ponzi scheme at 32 billion dollars with Tiger Global and SoftBank. One wonders how today's widespread selling across all asset classes was due to Tiger Global's getting what's called dumping what it can. There are more funds, of course. Third point, now melded capital management is among the head funds, which participate in funding rounds for Sam Bickman Freeze, once high flying super crypto exchanges. <clears throat> Brevin Howard Management. Alan Howard, a family office of the Paul Tudor Jones and Millennium Management founder Izzy Englander, also chipped in as angel investors alongside celebrities such as Giselle Button and Tom Brady, recently divorced. There were also many others. FTS attracted capital from the Ontario's Teachers Pension Plan, Sequoia Capital. Lightspeed Venture Partners, iconic Capital Inside Partners, Thomas Bravo, and Mitsushi Son SoftBank, Tech Global, when the Eternal Teachers first invested in FTS in December 2019 as a funding round that valued the company at eight billion dollars, according to PitchBook data. Both topped their wages in 2021, giving FTS a 25 billion dollar valuation, and did so again in January. The data show. Some of the other firms and individuals that backed FTS in 2021, July, paying cash to participate in a $1 billion funding rounded via the crypto exchange at at least $18 billion. For bullets, here's the list of prominent investors courtesy of the blocks, Frank Chaparro, BlackRock, Sequoia, Tiger Global, Circle, Ribbit, Allen Howard, Multicoin, Ek, and Temesek. Remarkably, an even more clueless private credit investors piled up to fraud did funded fraud of epic proportions The valuation went even super parabolic and nearly two rounds in 2019 and 2020 FTS got its first real outside funding in July 2021 When it pocketed 900 million dollars at a valuation of 18 billion in a series B round This was followed by two more rounds the most notable of which was a Series C when valuation exploded to a staggering $32 billion. It was around this time that scam bankrupt fraud started Mamie Sports Stadiums and Imagine the World where FTX will buy Goldman Sachs! <laughs> <laughs> and they show a chart. That the, the smartest adventure do no homework before can and few months of capital All that seems to be long ago now that regulators are investigating where FT ads properly handle customer funds Translation the firm probably used client funds from his exchange to fund its trading style by media research And his firm's relationship with other entities back being free of controls and concerns that from Beyonce's executives during their due diligence process could torpedo the deal as a result of the FTS collapse, all the above investors, among others, are set to lose all their invested cash. Especially with news such as this and in the tape, Bank Freud told investors that FTS has surfed for up to $8 billion. Still, what billions will be lost, nobody will be crushed as much as Bankman Free himself, whose personal wealth has collapsed to $16 billion, to what may not be a negative number when accounting all his personal debt. Of course, it's all downhill from there, especially when SBF is thrown in prison for silly billions of dollars to client funds in his estate. And they're using them not even to buy yards, but to make charisma. Characteristically- <laughs> <laughs> uh, and guess what? The connection with the Democrats. Mama's a friend of Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. And once the election is over, the bullshit happened. Oh, I am not done today. There's not only one company that lost a billion dollars. There's actually two. Wait, not one billion dollars, not 10 billion, not 100 billion. I'm talking about $1 trillion loss of market value. Amazon makes history after losing $1 trillion in market value amid tech stock. Route. How does anybody lose ten one trillion fucking dollars in a day? How? Whoa! I cannot imagine that type of money, bro. I cannot imagine. You lose that type of money Motherfuckers need to be fired for that shit Everybody's money is disappearing to everywhere else Where is this money going? I don't like it when money disappears like that one trillion dollars and nobody got the results Who got it? We got eight billion Disappear one day, now we lost one trillion on a net with another company. Where is this money gone? One trillion don't disappear overnight. Basic finance, the liabilities, who got the money? One trillion dollars don't just disappear.
1: It's like it never even existed.
0: Oh my God. Let me read this. The Jeff Bezos founded company, valued the close of $1 trillion on July 2021, saw his share fall 4.3% on Wednesday, pushing his market value down to $8.8 bil- 878 billion billion. Amazon stock has now lost literally nearly 50% of its value this year alone before today's melt-up. The loss comes shortly after Amazon's market value fell below $1 trillion on November 1st after the company posted disappointing results in its third-quarter earnings and predicted less than spectacular sales for the upcoming extremely important holiday shopping season. They reported revenue of 7 127.1 billion dollars in the third quarter narrowly missing the analyst forecast of 127.5 billion while net income fell to 2.9 billion or 0.28 per share down 9 percent from the third quarter of a year prior. The e-commerce giant also predicted that the company's fourth quarter growth ever would within 2 percent and 8 percent growth compared with the fourth quarter of 2021. The pessimistic outlook comes as fears of the recession goal amid high sky inflation, and many believe it will result in weaker sales as consumers cut back on spending and tighten their budgets. Amazon saw that this business boom during the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, the world event crisis, and amid a surge of online shopping, but has now has joined other tech giants such as Google, Microsoft, that has seen their stock price plunge this year have made a widespread stock market sell-off. The, the top five technology companies by revenue has lost nearly $4 dollars in market value this year, according to Bloomberg. Brian Ovaski, Amazon's chief financial officer, said in the reporters' call that following the most recent results, that the company will be taking answers to tighten our belt, including pausing hiring in certain businesses and winding down products and services. That latest loss to Amazon just comes after a dated brand, Facebook parent company's Meta announced that it will slash more than 100, 1100,000 jobs, reducing the size of its team to about 13% in what Mark Zuckerberg called some of the most difficult changes we have made in the company's history. Facebook will also be taking a number of additional steps to become a leaner and more efficient company by cutting discussion and expanding and extending their hiring fees through the first quarter of 2023. Zuckerberg said that the decision came after a macroeconomic downturn, increased competition, and a pullback in advertising dollars resulted in lower than expected revenue. Oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, oh, ho. Oh. You lose a trillion dollars in a year. These companies should be bankrupt by now. You can't be losing a trillion dollars. Everybody lost four trillion dollars. That's these companies have lost four trillion dollars. Folks, we're in a depression if if your biggest companies are losing four trillion dollars. Don't be fucking with me, bro. That's four trillion dollars, you a mess. Goddamn mess This is a mess, bro Four trillion dollars in one year. This is a depression my brother Four trillion dollars I can't even count 1 billion. It will take 32 years to count 1 billion in four trillion Gone in a year These sports rights are expensive. That NFL is no joke, and you're not getting the range to say eh, we can afford it. You lost one trillion dollars this year, bro. One trillion. They all lost one four trillion dollars the fuck is wrong with y'all folks let's go to other news that we missed this week in texas a federal judge has blocked president biden's student loan program and into the legal troubles of biden's people executive action to wipe out 4.3 billion dollars in student debt Alex Jones and his company InfoWars, were Prison Planet InfoWars, were ordered to pay another extra $473 million in damages, and proponing conspiracy theories about the Sandy Hook school shooting. Joe's total judgment now stands at $1.44 billion. Hurricane Nicole became the first hurricane to make landfall in the U.S. during November in 37 years, Coming on shore near Vero Beach, Florida as a Category 1 storm and it did damage in the same areas that Hurricane Ian did causing a lot of the houses to fall into the Atlantic. Terrible, terrible news on that end. A Listeria outbreak tied to deli meats and cheeses has caused 16 inventions and one death in six states the centers of disease control said and KFC apologizes sent out a crystal knock promotion to customers in Germany, blaming it on a error in our syst- in the system And that is some or a lot of the news that you have missed during this election week 2022 I want to get to some space news. So, it turns out there is a black hole much closer than first realized, 1,000 light years away from us.
1: Very scary. Much scary.
0: Interesting time. Astronomers have saw a distant supernova less than six hours before it blew up. The Space Telescope captured a distant star exploding earlier than ever before, allowing astronauts, as astronomers, to watch the first eight days of a star's violent death, and then. There were planets that were around the graveyard star and that were consumed before they were even born. And oh, let's not forget that earlier this week, there was a lunar eclipse that took place on election day. And it will be the only lunar eclipse that we will get to see in this hemisphere until 2025. Very spooky. Very spooky, and we saw the results of the spookiness that came afterwards. so let's go to the election, and we got some updates for you from Arizona. Um, I'm going to update them right now right now. They are projecting a winner in the Senate race. They're saying Mark Kelly will win the election here against Barnes, and it is a little bit closer than we thought. It is a little bit closer than we thought here. I just want to get hit there. They're saying that. He will win another full six year term. I want to look at the numbers here because I don't have the numbers on me yet. It is 49 to 49, and they're saying now here. It is by how many 85% of the vote reporting Kelly is might win this one. It is 51 to uh,
1: 48. 46, excuse me.
0: Um, it is going to be 46 to 48. It is still close, but They will still keep counting these votes unfortunately now Over in Nevada Lazult looks like they're going to win this one in Nevada. It looks it, it's over 94% is in it's over that one is gonna dip but Right now, for the Senate, it looks like Kelly is going to win that election. So it will be 49 Democrats, 40 Republicans. 49 Democrats, 49 Republicans. There is still two races to go. One of them is going to a runoff. It's going to come down to Georgia on the 6th. Of December, will have those results by then. So, wow, the election this was. So I hope you guys have really learned something from what has happened in the recent situation with this election. And I hope that you have learned something, especially on where things are going. And a lot of people are being exposed, especially in the Republican Party, concerning conservatism and its future in this country. There is some good news and some bad news before we end the show today. We both have to deal with the entertainment industry. I'm going to start with the good news. Well, He's become the best that ever was after 25 years. The world champion of the Pokemon world is finally as Cantum. And the way they did it calls back to how it all started in the Indigo League. Uh, 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 during the 52nd episode of the first season of the franchise. 50, the 49th, 50th, 50, 51st, and 52nd episode of the franchise. And so it comes back as a mirror to us all. And they finally made it. And they became the heroes of the world. And a great champion is now born. Everybody talked about it. Especially Variety and others have reached the day to say that Ash Ketchum is the champion of that Pokemon world It is a symbol of how Truly important the franchise is to so many people And I'm gonna end again once again with great sadness Sadness that should not happen to even the best of men. Kevin Conroy, you know him as the voice of Batman in the animated series. After a short bout with cancer, I am sorry to say to all the fans of animation and those that wanted an animation to go into a higher direction. He has passed away at the age of 66 years old. He has been the voice of Batman for a lot of the franchises. series, And I think a lot can be learned from the quiet dignity that this man had and How he got through all of the things that he has gone through I think there is a comic book I read when I was 17 years old that talked about certain things about protecting the innocent and how the innocence being destroyed And it will I felt already through his voice Try to imitate the voice, you can't imitate it, but that comic book and those that supported it, seeing his name on there, made me realize that ultimately this show was for the good and did for the good of of the children and those that respected the show. It is one of the most gigantic losses in voice acting we have ever had, maybe since the death of Mel Blanc. Kevin Conroy, may he rest in peace. And we send all our condolences to his family and those that have been his colleagues and those that were, knew him closely. He will truly, truly be missed. Before we end this show today, would like to send our deep and profound respect for those veterans, all the military members, the armed forces who have defended this country in foreign and domestic conflicts and those that gave the ultimate sacrifice, we salute you on this very special day and weekend. Thank you. Beyond this Earth, has ended a special election edition. We'll be back next week with a brand new, all new episode. This is Novin Holler Back. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast, Podcast Addicts, Radio Republic, now on Stitcher, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio Podcasts wherever you get your radio show we will see you again next week on Beyond This Earth Beyond This Earth is a Garo Gothic production